The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's our second edition of, you know, last week I called it a pod extravaganza when we did an episode for every day of, uh, you know, Saratoga. I feel like maybe I need to switch it up this week. Uh, maybe give me something a little more uh, West Coast themed. Uh, Podcella, uh, burning pod, perhaps, for, for this, uh, this uh, you know. I would have wanted something cooler if we were doing if we were, if, if this was Burning Pod. If it was Burning Pod, I I don't think that you would like me to have the video stream up because I'd be <laughs> living my best life, probably wearing rollerblades. Also, I uh, I'm your host Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakwan, and I got with me Miss Jessica Paquette. You might know her from Sam Houston. You might know her from Colonial. I know her from being a general all around handicapping badass. One of my favorite people on Twitter. Also, uh, just my personal hero i'm just gonna throw it out there as as some people know i i got the bad back uh you know i it's it gives me troubles i broke my back what do you mean by that you broke back is broken what uh, a vertebrae or or what portion spinal so i've never heard that before and i'm gonna use that all the time oh it's a go-to it's a go-to for me just if, if anything asks anyone asks you what's wrong you don't have a definite answer it's a spinal you know um <laughs> so i you know i've had my my back problems uh miss buckhead here has had uh those times like a million and she's running like half marathons and stuff it's really inspiring to anybody who's, who's dealt with any sort of chronic pain or anything so she's my personal hero for these reasons um yeah She's here with me. We're going to take a look at Delmar Saturday. We're going to rip through the early pick five. I say rip. We might take our time too. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, pigeonhole us into uh, going too fast here. But yeah, we're going to take a look at the uh, the early pick five. Uh, are you? You know, are you a big uh, Delmar player? Do you pay a lot of attention to Delmar? So I will admit, I am a shameless East Coast elitist. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Delmar opening weekend card is fabulous. Uh, and you can, you know, handicapping rules apply everywhere. So it can certainly apply some of my theories to that. It's also, I mean, it's one of the best meets of the country. We'll hopefully see some star yeah. two-year-olds being unveiled. It, I pay attention to it, of course. Um, but I am an East Coast elitist. You know, typically me too. Uh, I had one just like bastard summer where I, I paid attention to to Delmar uh, way more than I typically do. Uh, so, you know, but I figured... We gotta spread the love. I mean, like like Biggie himself said, uh, you know, he's going back to back to Cali. Cali, you know. Let's he, do it. Yeah, I think he died on the West Coast. Maybe that was a bad thing to bring up. Never mind. All right, 
we're gonna he's go still, ahead. He, him and Tupac were still alive. You raise an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Delmar race one. This is a Saturday card. Post time is five o'clock Eastern. Um, six and a half furlongs. It's a twenty thousand dollar claimer. No funky conditions on it. Uh, I'm, I might be bold here, but I'm kind of interested to hear what you were thinking for your pick five and leg one. For me, this is a race where you just kind of eat some chalk, single, move on. I could not find a way to get past established. I think five to two is generous on him. I don't think he'll get that price. I think he'll be a shorter price than that. But I'm just anchoring my ticket around him. He's coming in off a really strong, a really strong win at Churchill. And I think that Churchill form is just going to translate to be a little tougher than what he's up against in this field. You know, I, I also, uh, you know, went bold in the first leg. And uh, I, I started with a single. Um, yes, I'm, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- so I you actually mingle? went. Oh, yeah. I went with a All different right. single, though. I, I, I started with uh, the, the six Lux Royal Flush. Uh, it looks like it might be the unquestioned speed of speed here. Uh, I thought it could probably control the pace on the front. And uh, from my bastard summer of playing Delmar, I, I learned my favorite Delmar angle, uh, which I call the Lars. The Los Al Rail Shipper, uh, horses that have run at Los Al Thoroughbred, uh, that rail is just notoriously bad. If they draw those inside three posts, usually they have an adverse uh, adverse outcome. So uh, I thought that six uh, Lux Royal Flush at three to one could actually bounce back from that. And so we got dual one singles right here in the first. We're starting Do off. You think he really wants to go six and a half furlongs? I I I'm hoping that that we catch a speed favoring track at Del Mar and that even if he doesn't quite want to go the six and a half, that it carries him sure. that far. Uh, that's, that was kind of my thought on it. Um, you know, uh, I had to get skinny and I had to take a stand and it's because there's some races later here where I feel like I'm going to end up just super wide because it gets crazy uh, much later in the card. Yeah. All right. So we're both singling. Uh, let's see. Moving on to race two. It's another six and a half furlong. This time it's a maiden claimer, $20,000 Phillies and mares, three years old and up. I might've, I might've singled here too. I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm not going to tell you yet. What did you do? So I'm taking a stand against, uh, she makes sense. Number seven, who I think is going to be a little over bet here, leaving her Mm -hmm. off my ticket entirely. And maybe I get burned that way, but I didn't love her effort last time out. She was in for 50. I know she's getting some class relief here. But regardless, that was not a good effort. She was a beaten favorite. She had no apparent excuses. And her prior form really hasn't been all that consistent or that good. So I'm going with number two, Weatherly. Getting blinkers on, getting some class relief. Maybe the equipment change is enough. I do also like the six, Warren Showbiz. Just seems logical. This is a horse who at this point has had plenty of chances. Seven starts kind of getting up there for me as far as the maiden goes. But I like that she's making small progress with each start. She's heading in the right direction. I think one more step forward gets her in the winner's circle. You know, we were, uh, you know, I think it's Marvel, Marvel rules that like when you have a comic books, you know, superhero uh, and he's got a super villain that he squares off against, they always start as friends. And that's kind of how I feel about our pick five tickets because (laughs) I'm also, (laughs) I'm also single, but I'm using the seven. She makes sense actually. Um, So this is going to be my villain origin story. I've been wondering, I'm ready to enter my villain era and this could be how it starts. Yeah, get get ready to to buy a lot of like stretchy fabric and uh, you know really just show out with your your villain costume. Do I get a cape? Uh, I, of, oh, of course, okay. Of course. All right. I'm I mean, I, I 
I encourage cape wearing in just everyday life. Uh, quite so do honestly. I, unfortunately. Um, yeah. No, no matter, no matter your career, wear a cape. Give a shot. So tell I don't me know why you like before. why you like this favorite. All right. I like this this favorite because it's shown the ability to pass other horses previously, which I really like with maidens. Once again, this is a, a another low sal rail shipping horse. Uh, I you know. I thought that you were going to get quite a bit of speed from the inside with a uh, big jolt. Uh, also with Weatherly, uh, tap me a text. Will I think probably will go. Probably has to go. And then you also have a, a first time starter. And I don't know what it is. I feel like every time I have a first time starter, I always pencil them into the front end of the race on with the race shape. That's kind of my my uh, you know just standard thought with it. So I you know I thought that maybe she makes sense could stay close enough to the pace, not get sucked in and hopefully pass late. Um, but I will say death taxes and me getting beaten by horses with Warren in the name on the, on the West coast. So uh, I was considering maybe going too deep there, but I, I thought I had to get really, really wide uh, in, in some of the remaining legs. So I, I went with the single, just I'm a chalk eating weasel today. That's okay. Now, race three is where this actually gets really interesting uh, because this is a, Big full field for a turf race. It's uh, eight furlongs, one mile on the turf. Optional claimer, uh, $40,000 to the claiming price. There are a whole bunch of claiming uh, you know, conditions, but I feel like I'm reading an SAT word problem whenever I go through those. So just pick up the past performances, read them for yourself. Um, I, I did my own pace projections here, and this looked like it could have been a, a pretty crazy early pace, um, which, I mean... Early speed tends to do fairly well, you know, out in California on the turf. Uh, so I, I ended up kind of blanketing through here. Um, I, I used the four, the three agree to disagree uh, as a horse that was going to be kind of sitting first run at 10 to one on the morning line. Uh, Apple cross uh, one that's going to come from a little bit further back. Um, that's the four, the five uh, fearless girl at nine to two. I like I said, basically, if you looked like you could close and I thought you could get a trip, I use you. So three, four, five, ten, and fourteen. Who draws in? Because I believe uh, Big Mama Sue and Jibber Jabber, the thirteen, and I believe the seven, scratched out of this one. I think this is one of the more interesting races on the card, and there's some value to be had here. I'm yep. using on my ticket number two, Caracazzi. First time Lasix. I love this horse going back on the turf. Caraconti, incredibly underrated as a stallion currently. And I liked her effort at Del Mar on the turf last year. There's some back class. I think she has a lot of upside getting back to what she likes to do. I agree with you on Fearless Girl. Coming in off the layoff, has been on the bench since February. Has some obvious ability. The barn is also live off of these sort of layoffs. And at another price, I like the six, Jillian Elizabeth, a lot. This is a horse going for her third straight win. She's passed every class test so far, and I think we'll see how deep in the water she can go here. But with some momentum and a horse that is very much in form right now, especially with some other contenders, with some question marks, whether it's a layoff, a surface, she's proven doing this right now. So strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, you mentioned horses that have, you know, kind of look good, but have those little kind of nags that you're that you're kind of looking at that you know, keep you from really going after is one of them is my Kentucky girl, that, that 10. I mean, you have a mayor that's dropped a turf winner. The horse has never run on turf though. It's an American Pharaoh. Uh, you know, I, this might be a horse I end up win betting if the price floats up, but I mean, I believe it was what five to one. Yeah. Five to one on the, on the uh, morning line. 
it could float. I, I really, I'm not even sure where the money's going to go with this. Like, uh, you know, you're going to have so much money on track this weekend that, sure. you know, it could, could go a few places, but I, I guess Wong is kind of making a name for himself, uh, you know, in Southern California, uh, like he, like he has in Northern California as well, especially on the turf. So could end up taking quite a bit of money. And if it does, then I'll probably lay off because a ton of horses could win this race. So that is through weight race three. I I'm just, Mr. Single and spread here uh, and completely, completely different from Jess. So if you just mash all of our picks together, I guarantee you will hit this pick five. We're going to take a quick break, get a word in from our sponsors, and we will be right back with more Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. Let's take a look at race four. It's the five furlongs on the dirt, a $80,000 maiden special weight. It is for two-year-olds. Uh, I think there's only one horse in here with any sort of race experience. Uh, I have become a slave to workout reports uh, for these sort of races in, in you know, summer uh you know, these summer kind of destination meets. So don't have those yet, uh, which this is going to lead to me just throwing a lot at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, you know, Jessica, what do you got here? Uh, I think Bob Afford is back. 
And I think this, I think he's going to come pretty loaded to Del Mar. Um, number 11, Halos in Heaven, kind of checks every box as a future star in the making here. Curlin out of Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly winner, Indian Blessing, who I was a massive fan of. I was a huge Indian Charlie fan. To me, she looked like the total package Indian Charlie, kind of this long, lanky bay, stamina, precocious, like a little bit of everything. But also, this Philly has just been training so steadily. There's a good base there. This barn is always live. Um, it's For me, it's tough to get past her. If I'm trying maybe like a B selection here, number five, and tell me Noli's a $230,000 purchase by Arrogate. Dan was a great stakes winner and has been a solid producer. So this horse checks a lot of run early boxes as well. But you never know if the, you know this next horse out of, out of the Bob Baffert barn is going to be the next horse of a lifetime. Right, right. Yeah, you... I, I have this uh, rare genetic condition where like, I just, re- I don't know. I, I just refuse to bet on Bob Baffert. It seems like I, I always, it's because I always feel like if you can beat him, you're going to get paid. And uh, you know, I'd rather take the shot that it's not going to be the horse of the lifetime. And so I, I, this is another one where I spread out. I didn't go quite as wide this time. I only went four deep as opposed to five deep in the previous race. And so I kind of looked at horses that were drawn a little bit more inside but they weren't, you know, necessarily right there on the rail as a first-time starter. Uh, I had the two flying connection, uh, the Todd Fincher with uh, Umberto Rispoli up. Uh, you know, good, consistent works heading into it. Uh, the dams drops has uh, seven foals that have uh, made the gate, six of them winners. Uh, only 17% is a two-year-old, but uh, still looks like it could be ready to run, especially when you have Todd Fincher's, uh, you know, kind of strike rate with first-time starters, debut made in special weights, et cetera. Uh, the other one was uh, Otter Pop, and I might have picked because of the name or because it's the only horse that's uh, run before, as, as I would say, has some seasoning on it. Uh, this is another one, you know, small sample size, two starters, uh, one one winner from the mare. And uh, I mean, had a fairly decent speed figure the first out, uh, showed the ability to stalk a little bit and actually still kind of make up ground late uh, trying to catch a uh, Otter Pop trying to catch a jelly bean. That just sounds like every kid's like. <laughs> summer refreshment you know dream come true right there but that robert has horse with edwin maldonado up uh and then i also looked at the five uh and tell me no lies at four to one and then also let's see it was the eight satin doll uh for dougie fresh the 15 to one shot uh you know if i'm if i'm going to try to beat baffert which uh there were two bafferts that were uh drawn into this and we saw the early scratch the 10 fast and shiny is going to be out so it's just going to be uh just pick uh, halos in heaven uh for for bob baffert there i mean gonna be drawn way outside which i mean could work to its advantage you know if it veers out still can kind of get back into the race but uh i i'm taking the shot i'm taking the shot trying to beat the two-year-old um, I say this a lot and it burns me a lot when I say it. So that's, but that's you get the strategy for me. Here. I, I appreciate the effort to try to try. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know if it's spite. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> there are plenty of things I do out of spite too. I can appreciate yeah. that even more. I, I think it's because he looks like a Doonesbury character and it just rubs me the wrong way. Um, moving on last leg. That was the penultimate leg. We are moving on to the the ultimate leg, I suppose. Race five, eight and a half furlongs on the turf. A eighty thousand dollar 
optional claimer. There are some conditions there. I don't believe. Nope, not a cow bread. And uh, this is another one of these just massive turf fields uh, for this opening weekend at Del Mar. Uh, I've seen nothing but gigantic fields this entire weekend so far uh, through capping the uh, Friday card uh, and also capping the Saturday card. And uh, man, it's uh, it looks like it might be a little bit of a cattle call going to the front. You had two definite speed horses i noticed with the one and the eight uh the eight being uh degree of risk and then the one was uh spy catcher whoa might have been looking at the wrong horse yep looking at the wrong pace projection it's all right it's been a long week it's, it's been, been a, long, a long, week. long week people it's gonna get even longer because we still have two more episodes to do and i think podcella i think i'm gonna stick with that name but uh i mean i did see a little bit of a, a pace here sorry it was beef winslow the four uh, was the other one which awesome name if anyone called me Beef Winslow, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Roll, roll, yeah, roll, roll with that. Yeah. Uh, so what what were you thinking? Because I was thinking that you needed someone that was probably a little bit further off the pace here uh, once again. But I'm going to def defer to Jess and see what she has to say. I think this is a really inter interesting race. For me, this is one I have to go like three or four horses deep. Number five, staying in Kotai, stateside debut, gets Lasix, gets Joe Bravo, broke ma the maiden in Ireland. And with only two starts, that kind of inexperience is appealing. I think for this is a race that we'll see some horses come out of this and go on to Stakes Company. Some have already raced against Stakes Company. But she's a fresh face. I think that makes her interesting. I like your buddy, Beef Winslow. Uh, Honor Code has some real speed, but also has some real stamina. And this looks like the kind of horse that gets a little brave and bold on the front end quick enough to maybe even clear and open up a length or so, even if there is some pressure um, for the front end. And I also agree on degree of risk. Uh, the layoff is a question mark. Really nice get off and homebred though, with a respectable record, grade one placed as a juvenile. And I just love Cairo Prince as a turf sire. Yeah. So I, I, you, we've, I think we finally maybe mentioned uh, the same horse uh, for the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I agree with uh, the the staying Kotai. Uh, and then I, I was looking at, uh, along with staying Kotai, uh, the 10, I believe. Um, so I'm told, you know, I, another one that I thought could maybe come from a little bit off. I thought with the blinkers on uh, that you could get a trip much more similar to the maiden breaking score here at Del Mar uh, to end the meet in, uh, in 2021. Um, you know, if, if the horse can stay a little bit closer to the pace, I like the chances a little bit. Uh, and then I also liked uh, the three uh, to sit that kind of pocket trip and save ground all the way around uh, behind the, the speed of uh, Beef Winslow and then the, uh, the other speed kind of breaking from the outside, uh, Handy Dandy, uh, who, I mean, I use Brisnet. I really don't typically pay attention to the power, uh, their, their power rankings, power figures, but it's their prime powers first. It's Peter Miller horse. Uh, it's drop, getting a tiny little bit of class relief, dropping out of a hundred uh, K optional claimer. Um, you can throw out the last start. You can actually probably throw out the last two starts because you had uh, issues at the gate, either being bumped uh, or, or being bothered by foes. I like seeing that as opposed to maybe, you know, being the horse that does the bumping. Uh, I also like seeing bullet workouts to back. I, I, I'm not a big fan of horses who come and have that big blowout workout that gets the bullet on the, on the work tab going into it. Cause it always seems to, for some reason, it always seems more of like a like marketing than anything else, especially. Well, I mean, this horse isn't in for a tag, but especially in like claiming races, uh, you don't necessarily like to see it. But you've got a really sharp uh, six furlong work, then going into another kind of easy uh, six furlong work. So big workout, cool down, and then ready to, to run here. So handy dandy was my my other one, uh, along with uh, 
the uh, the ten, and uh, the uh, the three. And that's it. I had I had to go three deep. I had to cut it back because I I was like four by five or sorry five by four. So I'm sitting at what ten bucks a horse at that point. So I end up with with two singles and somehow still a thirty dollar ticket. I think. Yeah, I, I might have done to... my might have done my math wrong. Arkansas public schools have failed me. I will warn you. <laughs> Massachusetts Catholic schools also failed me in math and geography. So I, I, I cast no judgment here. That's uh, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty, it, this could either just supremely chalk out, but I feel like you probably get some, a, a good crazy enough result uh, in one of these turf races that, that, it, you know, spices it up a little bit so that, you know, if you take that $30 stab, uh, you're not going to be kicking yourself when it comes back paying $90. Also, the pool size should be big enough that I don't think that that would be an issue at all. Yeah, I tried to construct a pretty conservative ticket. Apparently, the only area in my life where I execute any sort of budgetary caution, like caution is establishing horizontal wagers. I do try to keep them um, pretty moderate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same here. I, I I live by the motto uh, with horizontal tickets that thin is in um you know i usually also feel like if i can't hit it for like 14 bucks then i didn't deserve to hit it anyway so sure, sure. yeah uh which just means i just flush away 14 <laughs> money in 14 uh segments so yeah i 30 bucks it was it was a thick one for me there but still a pretty good ticket we're gonna be looking at the late pick five in another episode that we are recording today because we're we you know we only had three days. Got to have equal representation between the two coasts here. So we're getting four episodes uh, in this week. Uh, Jess, what do you have going on this weekend? Uh, this weekend is a little bit of a rest, recharge, and get back to Virginia on Monday. We did cancel live racing due to the heat on Monday. Safety first Ooh. for our yep. equine and human participants. Absolutely. Uh, but racing returns on Tuesday at Colonial Downs, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. And, hey, uh, we, we get to do something similar to this again okay, on, on Sunday. we also are doing a thing on sunday uh we yeah. are talking about woodbine with it's like a marathon day we'll be spending about two hours together on sunday afternoon um yeah. looking at woodbine's card yeah it's and I'd, I'd like to say she's the one who's built for marathons i am not so I'm, i might not even make it through this this two-hour stream like i i you might have to put the metallic blanket around me and just kind of like shuffle me off uh at some <laughs> point so that's going to wrap it up here for us at the Notorious OTB. It was a quick one, but hey, we are busy people. We're just making moves, cashing checks, breaking necks. That's a weird saying. I don't know why people say that. That is weird. I've never heard that before. That is it for us at the Notorious OTB, brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That You can hear Rosie barking. She is saying goodbye. Also, uh, we will catch you, I guess, with part two a little bit later today. 